0: Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe.
1: I'm Alex Gearing.
0: What's going on, Alex? It's summer. Summer is full on right now.
1: It really is. Yeah. For, first of all, it's a little hot, and so we have to go Not out there. Little. We've got to. We've got to go out there. We've got to brave all these showings, and we have to go show like some of them that are vacant and they're like foreclosed on and it's really toasty that's only happened like twice in the last two weeks oh no but I, it's really hot
0: I showed a whole bunch of 15 thousand dollar foreclosures Ooh. last week and it was just and I came home and I swore that I had fleas all over my entire no, body no it's the
1: worst thing and you itch for you know, days
0: it's so like I'm in my garage and I'm stripping everything off and I immediately go to the, the washer and it's like stuff that I would never wash in hot water but I am washing it in hot water and it's and then I go up and I take and I wasn't planning on another shower for the day full on (laughs) scrub the hair shower. I am always
1: happy to go out and show property. Yep. Always. Except for when it's a $15,000 listing and it's super hot outside and I know that the power is not going to be on and it's going to be super hot in the house.
0: And stinky. And and Because it just brings up the smells. And the, you know, the the thing I liked about this though was it was three different investors who all want to? They're all actually from the Kansas City area, thinking about investing up in St. Yeah. Joe, and so they all came up together. So I was showing three sets of buyers at the same time. So it was kind of like okay, they all kind of know each other ish, and they wanted to kind of look together. Well, I'm okay with this. Sure. So I've got three sets of buy some, you know, it's three for the price of one going that through these houses. Great. So it kind of worked out really well for me that I have to go through, through these houses three different times. But the very first one we went through had a tenant living in it, and she just. Oh, how is she living in this house as it is? It's fifteen thousand dollar listing. She's renting for six hundred a month as it oh is. Gosh. And it
1: just was scary. Wow. But she
0: wanted to stay. Please don't kick me out. Please let me stay if you buy this property. So
1: Oh my gosh. Good
0: turnovers. And say joke, I good wow. good return on your investment. So well,
1: while we're on the topic of foreclosures, yeah. I have I have something I want to address really quick. Okay. Okay. So I showed a lot of foreclosures in the first couple of years that I was in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of got started working with investors and, and I love that market. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But there is this smell and maybe you can help me identify it. Okay. Just say it's, it's an air freshener smell. Uh-huh. There's like a very specific mm-hmm. air freshener scent mm-hmm. that I associate with Ario properties. Yep. And there have been like four or five that I've shown in the last couple of weeks that have had this exact scent and they're perfectly fine houses one of them is a new home oh and the builder put an air freshener in there somebody put an air freshener in it and i swear i walk in and like i kind of love the house right actually it was shopping for my wife and i i don't need a realtor don't call me don't tweet don't <laughs> at me i don't care stop Are you sure? it i'm positive cut it out but
0: should i give you my card before I we're done k- no
1: <laughs> i kind of liked the place huh. and as soon as i smelled that i go oh my gosh it smells like foreclosure
0: it's foreclosure scent.
1: It's, it's foreclosure Do you think sent. they actually make it? Maybe.
0: Oh, <gasps> we should go Google. <laughs> Alex, Google for me. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's Airwix. Airwix foreclosure. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Oh, gosh.
0: So it's funny. So it's, it's funny. I said, Alex, go Google that for me. We actually have my son in the studio here today, who's also named Alex, like my co-host. Alex true and the other day uh, he was sitting he's working on his birthday list for his seventh birthday and he was telling me something he was looking up and I was like oh you're googling that and he looked at me and he goes no mom I'm
1: amazoning it <laughs> duh <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: <I> was like, <laughs> what was he amazoning
0: uh, so uh, he's actually working on his eighth birthday list even though he's gonna return seven in September um because he wants a full desktop computer gaming system okay. with like full like he has the webcams, there's some sort, there's all these, it's, it's a very, it's like a $15,000 system of gaming and uh, YouTube recording equipment, because he wants to do all of these things. He sees all these other videos, and these other people are doing, and he wants to create these videos, cool. these games, and he's six, and it scares me, but he's Amazoning. but he knows to go to Amazon, And because we don't have him connected to anybody's account because, God forbid, he would start actually shopping and spend money. Um, He knows how to um, save items to a note on his iPad. I see. Okay. And so last look, he had like 75 items saved to his note on um, his iPad of things he wants to buy. It's basically his version of a wish list.
1: (laughs) Tell me about his use of OMG.
0: um, He uses it a lot. (laughs) He'll probably (laughs) use it for us here today before we leave. So yeah, so we got that going on. All right, so we probably ought to get to what's going on. So today we have a really, really special guest who's here with us today, Alex.
1: Uh, your son, Alex. That
0: Alex, yes. Uh, he's probably not going to talk to us on the podcast. Could no. be a really interesting podcast it could. But if we did. We could. Interview is that about our special guest? Is uh, yes. So our special guest, <laughs> she is the host of HGTV's Bargain Mansions, Tamara Day. Um, it's also on DIY Network. It's on both stations. Um, her show gets over 1.2 million vis- uh, viewers per episode. And the best part, she's from right here in Kansas City. And, and that's where they shoot her show.
1: It's amazing. and I love it. To see, it's kind of like when, I'm a big Queer Eye for the Straight Guy fan. Uh-huh. It's kind of like Shut when up. we're, stop it. It was kind of <laughs> fun when we were watching uh, Queer Eye and we uh-huh. saw all of uh, the footage from Kansas City when they were in town. Yeah. It's it's the same thing when you're watching yeah. Tamra's show. You see all, Kansas City in this beautiful uh lens and in right. uh, the way that we all know it and we right. know that the rest of the country is seeing it that way too and that's really exciting for me
0: well you know one thing that i love watching it is you know watching the show and going i know right where she's at i know that yeah i could and i could go drive by it today if i wanted to because i think we've become so used to these reality shows and the things on tv and you know like those are never neighborhoods that we're gonna that's just that's different that's not our market you know because so much of this stuff is done in california and georgia and even um sandra rinamato her uh property or property Virgins up in Canada. They shot oh, that. Uh-huh. She actually. Uh, we were a few years ago at the YPN summit in Chicago for NAR. She was actually the incoming YPN chair for Toronto, and she was there in the thing. And I, I'm talking to the audience, and all of a sudden, I'm you know It's like 400 people in the room. I get over to table, and I'm like, "You're Sandra Renamato in front of like everybody." <laughs> She's like, "I know." And I was like, "I know." Those are the reality <laughs> stars that we're used to, and we're not just used to one just being in our own, you know, backyard, yeah. literally. And you know, one of the things I really love about the show is just the uh, because so many of us have been involved with whether we're doing the flipping ourselves or one of our clients are doing the flipping so often especially in these older homes they get into and we find things we weren't expecting sure and her show always showcases that and how how are we going to deal with going over budget or dealing with this or dealing with that actually my dad and stepmom just flipped a house and we were prepared for a two-week uh time frame to get that house flipped and when we started uh, removing the wallpaper we discovered it wasn't one layer of wallpaper in this 1927 mm-hmm. home it was three layers of wallpaper with a layer of paint Plaster in the middle between each uh, yeah. well and, not in between each but between in the middle uh, of it and so like the method for removing the wallpaper and just got a whole lot different and then mud yeah. and then the walls were never prepped and you
1: know it was we ended up just a week over our timeline but still it was well what i really like how do you like, deal with that it, it kind of to that point like she, or i think most of hers seem to be like Maybe like a sixteen week time frame. Like right. she doesn't do it to where you think that she's throwing it together in two weeks and right. then putting on an open house and right. selling it. Yeah, like it's it, realistic. It is what reality, yeah.
0: realistic reality TV.
1: I'm, I'm excited I, I to talk to her. I'm
0: excited too. So oh, we have a book bit though, don't we? Do we? Do we? Do you have a book bit? Do I always have a book
1: bit? It's not. It's not our book bit. This is your book bit.
0: I know, but I always got a book <laughs> bit. So we're ready.
1: Do 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 do. do. Bobby's book bit. You forgot the KC.
0: Oh, KC. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's more fun just to rare. Just to rare. Yeah, we have sure. a new kitten, and the two cats are not integrating, so we got a lot of rare <laughs> going on in our house right now, <laughs> so it's fun fine. I was just thinking my son doesn't know about the Casey. He's probably wondering what's going on over here right now. All right. It's fine. So today's book, bit it's actually a very old classic. It's actually from 1936. I received my first copy of this when I was in eighth grade from one of my mom's boyfriends. And I don't know whether I should be offended or if I should be um, blessed that I received the book at such a young age. Um, But it's Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People.
1: Mm. Great book. Yeah,
0: great book. Um, It's a classic, but I still know there's people out there who have not read it yet, and here's why you should read it. It teaches you countless principles to become a likable person. What? We need to be likable? That's crazy. Handle relationships well, win people over, and help them change their behavior without being intrusive. You know, that's the business that we're in is sometimes we have to help modify people's behaviors to get them into the situation they need to Mm -hmm. be in because we see that it's the best thing for them, but they get the cold feet or they're just holding back for whatever reason. We have to be able to influence people in this business and we have to be able to build relationships. One of my favorite quotes from the book is, it isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you're doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It's what you think about. And so often we talk about how our thoughts, you know, and completely control our day. And whatever you tell yourself who you are and what you are, that is how you're going to end up being. So there's three life lessons from the book. Number one, you can make a great first impression just by smiling. And that's so true. How often when you're just – even if you're in a down mood and you're walking around, there's somebody that's smiling and walking around. You just feel just see, seeing that smile can put mm-hmm. a smile on your face. More than half of our communication is done through body language, which because I speak with my hands, it's about 90% of my communication <laughs> is done with body language. But so much is done with the smile. And I know the times, because I'm, I'm a big smiler. I walk around with a smile on my face. And so many times people stop me and just say how it affected their day just by having a smile on your face. And that's how you make a great first impression with people. That's how you seem approachable. And I kind of think in this business we'd like to be approachable, except for some of these people that are being jerks right to me right now, but that's bad point. <laughs> um, to be interesting to others, you should talk about their favorite topic, themselves. People love to talk about themselves. And that's, you know, and it's, it's easy for you because I really hate small talk in a, you know, cocktail setting. But if I can just sit and ask you questions about you all day long, we can do that. And for you're sure. gonna be happy to talk about yourself and all the amazing things that are going on in your life.
1: Unless you're somebody similar to you that just wants to ask the questions.
0: Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> no, we just keep going back and forth with the questions. And then finally, the last thing is if you want to convince people, you have to get them to say yes a lot. Um, so you got to start by being nice. Make it clear that you have the same goals. We're working for the same goals together. And then ask a bunch of small questions that they have to answer with yet. It's actually called the Socratic method um, because people don't want to break the chain. It's kind of like one of those things where you get people saying milk, 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 and then you ask them a question and they're supposed to say cookie, but they still say milk because they they have a chain in their brain where they've been saying the same answer over and over again. So if you want to get somebody to do something, you want to convince them, get them saying yes, 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 ask the tough question, they're probably going to just follow and keep saying yes.
1: So For sure. that's how
0: we win friends and influence people. So well, um, the other thing
1: about it too is that we we're advising people through what's probably their largest investment, yep. right? And nobody wants to take advice from somebody that they don't like, right? And nobody wants to take advice from somebody who seems upset or um, generally emotionally unstable, you know? No. So you just kind of yeah. you've got to portray confidence and and yeah, yeah. 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 I, it's a great book. That's it's a great a book. Bo- it's a good book. Good book bo- bit.
0: Good book bit. All right, well, let's bring Tamara in. Let's, let's do, do it. it.
1: Whoa, Bobby.
0: What, Alex? What?
1: That water bottle. Oh, like Where'd you, like you this? get the water bottle at? That is really neat.
0: I love it. It's <laughs> like my favorite thing. People ask me about it all the time. It's my metal ombre realtor water bottle and I got it at the realtor merch store here at KCRAR
1: the realtor merch store
0: have you not seen the realtor merch store
1: I thought they just had signs and stuff
0: no 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 they've got all kinds of amazing things out there things that like you didn't even know you needed like what like there's this um keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain
1: Oh, that sounds like a great closing and it's sh- gift. it's
0: shaped like a house.
1: What? Wow. Like oh.
0: There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors. They're a very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a uh, pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very Smart. safety. It's yeah. not Realtor Safety Month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay, so... It's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe at dusk, and then you say a a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, You bury St. Joseph and you say a prayer, and then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, all of a sudden we have a contract out of nowhere.
1: All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell? Yes. And the realtor merch store can do that for me?
0: Yes. Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our realtor members at.
1: That's amazing.
0: I love it. It's so much fun. So where can we find
1: the realtor merch store?
0: It's located at the KCRAR Leewood
1: office. Awesome. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done here. We're going shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around Mm -hmm. the merch store, and I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk. Bobby and I are sitting here with Tamara Day of HGTV's Bargain Mansions.
0: Good morning. Good morning, Tamara. Thank you for coming in. We are all so excited to have you here. I think we've all been kind of fangirling before you got here. We've been talking to staff, and they were like, we love
2: watching her show. Oh, my gosh. So,
0: <laughs> so we told everybody, we're like, she'll be in the lobby, so you can come out. And you can take selfies with her. It'll be okay. And like, no, I don't want to bother her. <laughs> to bother. It's okay. And I was like, it's all right, right well, you know, and I was like, well, that's your choice. You have one chance at this, and you do you, do you boo. It's fine. Um, so tell us a little bit about your show, how it got started. I think you just finished up season two. Are you starting on season three?
2: What are we doing? We just finished up season two. It is aired and we're working on lots of fun things that you can't really talk about yet. (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) So how did, how did you actually get started with doing the show? We actually got a really strange start. So I've done design and house renovations for years with Mm -hmm. my family. My husband has years of experience in it and we have, three little boys in 2008. And our house that we bought was a foreclosure, started renovating it. And then the economy did what we all know it did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we had to figure out how to finish this house that we had bought. And so I just started general contracting it myself and started taking it on. And that was how I learned the physical part of Mm -hmm. being the contractor on the job because I was the right-hand man to everyone on the team. Mm -hmm. Right. And just made it happen with a baby on my back. Mm -hmm. And then I started wanting to fill it up with furniture. So I started renovating furniture and buying stuff at garage sales, just like the First Fridays kind of stuff before there was a First Fridays. Right. And so then people wanted to buy the stuff. And I started doing a little booth and kind of got my foot in the door that way, and I started doing open houses in my house. And then people would come through to buy everything one weekend every six months, and we'd have about a thousand people come through in food trucks and the whole big event, and that was how people started wanting me to design their houses. So that kind of progression happened, and then my brother met this guy Matt Antrim, who had moved back from LA, and said, "I could buy a house for." how much? I don't <laughs> yeah. understand this. Right? I love how California people react to our market. It's amazing. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? And uh-huh. so he had this concept of bargain mansions where he's like, you can buy a mansion here mm-hmm. for $100,000. Yep. And he, it just was blowing his mind. So he wanted to pitch this show and he pitched it to the network before we'd ever met. Oh, wow. And he, they said, we love the concept. We'd love to do something. you got to find the right host. And he pitched them several different hosts over the course of a few years. But they never liked anybody until he pitched me.
0: Wow. Awesome. And
2: that was how bargain <laughs> mansions happen. That's so
0: awesome. Yeah. It's all the stars just aligned of all the little things that just happened because the economy crashing in 2008 and you figuring out, we have a family. We've got to survive. And we got this house to fix up now. Exactly. How do we do that?
2: Exactly. That was amazing. It was luck of meeting him because the odds of us, our paths crossing, right. you know, slim. very slim. Right. And me being prepared for the timing was yeah. also interesting. Right.
1: You have yeah. long roots in Kansas City, right, Tamara?
2: Yes. Well, so we, um, I, I grew up in Salina, Kansas. Okay. okay. My extent, My grandparents were from Western Kansas, Dodge City, Great Bend area. Okay. And so Kansas City was always where, when we were growing up, we came to the plaza to shopping for school clothes, Christmas shopping, that kind of thing. But um, I moved here right – like, I went to JUCO um, one semester, uh, I guess in 2004.
1: Okay, okay.
2: No, 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 no. Sorry, graduated. What – 2004, I had my first baby. It was 94, 94. I'm dating myself. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, I, was, I was buying
0: on the 2004.
1: I was like...
2: I wish it was 2004, <laughs> but no, I was a mom by then. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, what did you go to JUCO for then? Was I it for... I
2: just wanted... You know, growing up in Salina, uh-huh. I wanted to go to the city. Mm-hmm. And this is sure. the big city, and it was a big jump for me. And... Um, it was a fun school, but at K-State was where I ended
1: I see. Out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the things that I love about your show, I mean, there are a lot of things that I like about it, but the design work is amazing. Like, Thank super you. incredible. Yeah. Do you do that yourself?
2: I do a lot of it myself, but okay. I have a lot of great help as well. Okay. So okay. yes, I um, I have a very strategic system for designing all of the houses, and when we buy a house, I walk in, and one of my assistant designers will be with me, and my contractor will be with me, and we walk through and take notes on, I want this wall down, I want yeah. that wall down, I want the island to go here, this is the layout of sure. what we're mm-hmm. doing. And then we go back to the office, and I, I have two designers on staff, and they, um, they'll wait until I show them my inspiration for each house so I'll hand them you know a stack of 50 images of here's the kitchen I want here's the bathrooms I want this is the style so I've I've got I mean literally Tupperware boxes of inspiration pictures from magazines and Pinterest and stuff that we print off and so each house will have a board about the size of this wall here that have pinned up images of this is my inspiration and then they will take that And pull sources of different things Mm -hmm. and say, okay, well, here's like four faucets. Which one do you want Mm -hmm. that fit the vibe of what you were going for? And so that's kind of the process of how it works. But yeah, my, my finger is on every detail of every house. Now, I know you do a lot of work with your dad. Mm-hmm. So how did that, all the way going back growing up,
0: dad always had you doing projects with him? and Well, we were indentured servants. So that's yep. what mm-hmm. happened there. Again, <laughs> I grew up in real estate. My mom was a realtor. So I've been an indentured servant to real estate since I was eight. So I completely <laughs> yes.
2: understand. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I got to eat if I worked. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yep. laughs> yes. No, I remember when I was a really little kid, they always bought the best house mm-hmm. in the best neighborhood that they could afford. And they, they usually built. Mm-hmm. And so they usually built a house. They built as big as they put, could afford, but they only finished the level that we were going to live on. Mm. Okay, And so dad would physically finish the rest of the house himself one two by four at a time. Whatever they could afford to buy in supplies a week is what he bought and he brought home and he did it. And so I remember as a kid sitting on the staircase and I think I think that I was sitting there in timeout because I had picked the putty, the the wood putty, out of the nail holes. Okay, uh-huh. and so I was in timeout putting wood putty back in. <laughs> <laughs> I very vividly remember that. And I couldn't have been five, six okay. years old. So yeah, wood putty uh-huh. at a very young age right. is, is a part of my memory. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. <laughs> I, can, I have some some horrible memories too, but I yeah. I, I, I can. Could, bond with that I understand that so
1: well you have your kids at the show quite a bit don't I you
2: do. yeah no my kids are with me a lot we um you know one of the nice things about having my own business is that I can bring them to work with mm-hmm. me and yeah she'll come to work with me for the afternoon the boys are super helpful I mean Henry is 15 he's six foot tall and super strong Bobby's 13 he's we we were back to back this morning, checking who's taller, and he's got me now. <laughs> oh, dang <laughs> it! <It's passing> up. <laughs> I remember passing my mom up because my mom was a little short. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. It's I think. a rite of passage. Yeah. I'm like I'm like thinking about the Instagram pictures already. and, like uh-huh. the back to back is super oh. cute. It's, I was like, oh my gosh, how is how do I have two that are taller than me now? Right. It just seems super weird. <laughs> yeah. But they're really helpful. Yeah. I mean, just like I was when I was a kid, I thought it was miserable, and you're making me work all the sure. time why do I have to but mine are they're sweeping out the houses they're helping you know mud and tape the walls and are they perfect at it no but are they learning something yeah
0: Yeah. right those are life skills they're gonna have and it's life skills that so many of our children of this generation they're not gonna have nope you know I think back to even yeah (laughs) like the least handy person ever but I just think back to even my own husband he's 42, his father is a very, very much handyman, but his father never really integrated himself into my husband's life. And so, like, he never passed any of that stuff on. So <laughs> my husband doesn't, I mean, he's an irrigation guy, so he knows plumbing. We're good there. But right. after that, there's a lot of things, even with cars and houses, that he just doesn't know how to do. Yeah, my dad and just dad gave me a phone book. <laughs> <laughs> just, here's,
1: here's the yellow pages, son. <laughs> this' is pretty much just how go that works. figure yeah. it out. Yeah.
0: And so there's, there's, a, there's a lost art that so many it's even that's one of the things you know I really love about historical homes is there is a level of quality and craftsmanship in those homes that I don't even know if people without studying years and years and years and years they could ever achieve what was done way back then
2: I couldn't agree more and and the character and the charm you just don't see that anymore no. and you know some of these houses now are just like cracker boxes i mean they're they're built out of cardboard mm-hmm. yeah in comparison Literally, yeah. to what these homes have going on. I mean, there's just so many details, so many beautiful architectural pieces that somebody spent days, weeks, months of their life doing. Yes. And I look at some of these houses that are 100 years old and think about it. The the sunset house that we did this season, I remember standing in the kitchen when all the plaster was pulled from the ceiling and looking at the at the gables and the two-by-fours mm-hmm. in the ceiling and thinking, okay, those came in on a train and then a horse and buggy probably brought them to the house. Right. And somebody hand cut each one of those to fit this roof line. Somebody literally carried these up with hand tools versus what we're dealing with. I mean. Right.
1: Actual tradespeople. I mean, it's work. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Even
2: just the framing wow. is pretty phenomenal. When right. you look at these houses, you're I'm blown away. Yeah. And that I,
0: I've always just had just this affinity and I, I love going in and I love photographing these old beautiful homes because there's all the different angles you can take with just the little bit I'm just thinking some of the wainscoting in some of these homes Mm -hmm. and just the intricate details within just that wainscoting let alone any of the other architectural details that these homes have and then you go in some of these new subdivisions I live up in St. Joe and some of our new subdivisions up there have literally plastic doors and plastic door like it's plastic it's not even wood and you're just like why and then you have some of these people like oh it's just so pretty and sparkly and I'm like no look at the and these homes, these old historic homes, you walk in and they just feel like home.
2: It's so true. So true. I think one of the things that I find really intriguing and and comforting in mm-hmm. these old homes is the intentional spaces instead yeah. of it being completely wide open. Right. And, of course, I still open them up and make an open concept right. kitchen space because that does flow mm-hmm. and work better for a modern family. But then there's always a cozy little space somewhere that is an intentional space. It's a front room. Mm -hmm. It's a small reading room. It's those little nooks that I think are what make it feel so homey and cozy. And they're usually a little quirky and Mm -hmm. odd, Mm -hmm. but that's what makes
0: it awesome. Exactly. There's so many of those little nooks. Like, I would just curl curl up there and read all day and I would accomplish nothing. Okay, no, Bobby, no, we got to do work. But it's like, (laughs) it's such a pretty, and the the way the sunlight even, like, they put houses on lots, right? Not just to, jam a bunch of houses in but because they were strategic about strategic the trees that are planted around the home are strategic you know just even just the afternoon sunlight coming into some of these properties now we kind of talked a little bit about you removing the plaster and seeing the gable seeing everything that was there as we know when we get into old homes sometimes when we open things up we discover things that we didn't expect you seem to find a lot of things we didn't expect. So, so how do you deal sometimes, with them oh, Sometimes. Time. Every time. Say we, every yeah, every <laughs> time. every single time. Every single time we do. I was trying to downplay it a little bit. No, it's every single time. Yeah. How do you deal with those unexpected things, budget overages? Do you plan for the budget overages? Just like building a new construction, we tell people to plan for overages. Yes. How
2: do you deal with all of that? Yes. I mean, at this point, we, even before we take the plaster off, pretty much know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there's no electricity yeah. in the walls. If there's, you know, or I right. know it's knob and tube and we're pulling everything and right. putting yep. all new in. I know that we're putting in new plumbing lines. We're putting in an HVAC. Like- the things that are surprises mm-hmm. in homes for people where they're like, Oh, I thought the HVAC worked. No, it doesn't work because there isn't one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we know we're going into it with that anticipation. So it's already worked into the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we check the sewer lines, we we check we have the inspections done, all that kind of stuff. But inevitably there's a surprise. There's mold, there's, you know, something structural that you weren't anticipating because somebody just whipped this together. Right. You know, as a craftsman, and they did it perfectly for their time, but mm-hmm. it doesn't meet code, and now you're messing with all of these kinds or of things. it's been 100
1: years. like Right, yeah. right. Yep. It's,
2: it's been there 100 <laughs> years. It's going to stay. Right. It's not right. a sure. problem, but you got to update it a little right. bit. So right. things like that are usually a surprise. You've got to have overages. You've got to mm-hmm. have room in the budget for the overages because it's going to happen. Right. It just is.
0: What are the things that you've learned the more times you've done it that's become now that like that's the standard? Now I'm I've because you mentioned I know it's not gonna have electrical. I know it's gonna have knob and tube, I'm gonna have to do this. But there's certain things that the more houses you've done, I'm assuming that it's just become the more times you do something, it's become mastery. Yes. You've learned these you know, what are some of the tips and tricks you've learned along the way that you've kinda of, kinda of come to expect with some of these beautiful old homes?
2: Um, you know, one of the things I like to do is See the house the day after it rains. Oh, yes. I like to go in and just check that basement, mm-hmm. see what I'm dealing with. You know, if it's possible during that window of time when you're in, in escrow and everything's yep. a question mark, you're like, okay, let's let's go in that day. Especially this spring and summer. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my.
1: <laughs> New homes with water in them. Everybody oh, gosh. I, everything, everything has water. It's it ridiculous does. So,
2: so that's one of the big ones. I think um, – you know, each each house is so different. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I'd say the roof is another reason you're checking yep. on the rainy days. That's mm-hmm. that's my big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The rainy days are really valuable.
0: Yeah, they are. And yeah. that's one of, the, you know, over the years that, I, especially if I have like an out-of-town buyer, mm-hmm. we got rain, I'm running right over there. And they're like, you didn't have to do that. I'm like, no, no, I did. It's my own <laughs> conscious. I need to right. know that we, we were good. Yes. Yeah.
1: Are there things that you encounter in Kansas City that you feel like other parts of the country might not encounter?
2: Absolutely. You know, I um, have had the privilege of working on some projects for um, Ultimate Retreat and and different parts of the country Mm -hmm. and seeing how houses are built there versus here. And now when I travel, I also look, I'm like, oh, let's go stop by a construction site. I just want to look at it and see what's going on. And, you know, in the hurricane areas, you've got to build up four feet. So they Mm -hmm. don't have basements and the houses are built on a four-foot platform, which is really like, I'm like, what is, what is happening here? I actually got out and asked somebody, I'm like, what is this? And um, things like that. And then we have to deal with harsher environments. So when you're dealing with, you know, California building codes, you've got to worry about the house shaking, Right. but you don't have to worry about heavy, heavy rains. You don't have to worry about freezing cold and all of those different elements. And so we have to build to a higher standard than a lot of parts of the country.
1: Yeah. It's because we have so many extremes. Exactly. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, That's yeah. True.
2: We deal with all of them, all of them. Yeah. So you have to have sturdier windows. You have right. to have better outdoor out, outside siding. You've mm-hmm. got to have better doors. All of those things. I mean, talking about the plastic doors that you mentioned yeah. and windows. I know somebody that their front door melted <gasps> because it got so hot. It was it was face it, east facing. The sun was just beating on it. There was no. Um, no shade for the door at any part of the day and the the glass window at the top literally fell oh out my because it melted <laughs> no. it got so hot and and that's the Kansas weather, you yeah. know. That's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And that's a builder taking shortcuts <laughs> exactly. and just
0: right. throwing whatever in and not considering uh, like they did back in the day of exactly. all of the things. They weren't strategic about it. Well,
2: back in the day, they wouldn't have put a plastic well, anything. Well, they <laughs> right. have done anything. It wasn't a thing.
0: There
2: <laughs> oh, wasn't plastic. We weren't destroying the environment. That's it the was. point. Okay. <laughs> uh, um,
0: so all of our listeners know how crazy the market is right now. So how are you finding these bargain mansions and flipping? What are? You, don't give us all of like, your secrets. Keep. Keeping really good secrets to yourself. But
2: Well, wholesaling is yep. one way and, and just, you know, door knocking. I door yep. knock. And and I have You're not scared to door knock? I'm not, not. scared to door knock. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't go alone. Right. I'm smart about it. Yep. I don't go alone and you know, we have what we need. Yeah. And um and we're strategic. I don't just go knocking on every door in the neighborhood either. Right. But we, we door knock and um, I have great realtors that they know what I'm looking for. They help me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um brian and mickey they they never waste my time they don't call me unless they know it's something i'm going to want right and so you know time is so valuable to me if if i'm going to go look at a house i need to know that the compare what what were the comparables before i've even seen it right i need to know where are we um you know where are we at budget wise like If we're paying a hundred for it and we can only sell it for two, then it's not a good investment, right? Right. I'm gonna how much am I gonna have to invest in this? And they've done that research for me. They know how fast I can get it, you know, how long am I gonna hold it? Am I gonna you know, all the all the things.
0: Yeah. And those are so many so important for people that are looking to getting into to flipping. Um, I actually, I told you I went out with the three investors the other day, uh-huh. we were all looking at $15,000 properties. And the these three people, they would all gone out to Utah to some investing seminar. Oh, and yes. They, they've all come back, and they've all got all of their ideas of what they're doing. And one had just recently purchased a house at auction. And she was so excited, and she wanted me to come tell her the things that she probably should do and about how much she could expect to get from the house. And I walk through the house, and I'm taking notes, and I'm, I decide to ask her how much she purchased for it. And I'm thinking in my head, she's probably paid about 17 for the house we'll probably be able to get about 75 out of it she needs about 15 in okay she's good. she's gonna be okay she's gonna be a good place to go on to her next one and she tells me she paid 36 for it and I about had a heart attack mm-hmm. right there but she went off and did it on her own she didn't get any comps of what was going on in the neighborhood. she didn't get any comps of what a uh, auction Ugh. home that price should be and and I'm just trying to put on the happy face but I just like I can't like you overpaid and then she's really upset with her when I gave her the price of what it's probably going to sell for and I'm like that's actually not the problem. It's what you paid for the house. Mm-hmm. And so yes. you know what your ratios are. If I'm paying this and I'm only going to get this, it's not going to work. And people have to be much, you can't just buy anything, especially this one needs a new roof. We've got water, we've got standing water in the basement. Oh we've boy. got asbestos siding <laughs> outside. It's all kinds oh of fun no. things. Yeah, and all the fun things. <laughs> but people don't take this into. they're just like, I'm going to go flip. I'm going to take this class and I'm just going to go do. And it's like, those of us that have been in the industry, we just facepalm to that. Right. So any sort of...
2: I, I think that those seminars are really valuable. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of really great information in those. But I think that there is also a ton of value in somebody that has done it in this market and has that experience. And, and it was smart of her to have you come in. Right. She just should have done that before she closed. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And you know, and also brought in a contractor right. before she closed. That's something I always I always have my contractor come in with me. If I even go see a house, my contractor is with me. Yeah. Because i not You don't, don't need to spend the time I don't doing want to go all twice. that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. She yeah. hasn't even had the home inspection yet. She's actually having the home inspection done next week. So
1: she's, and she's already closed on it? And she's
0: already closed on it. Oh, it was auction she couldn't see it ahead of time. And I'm like, okay, but that, that that's why we that, there's other options. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's fine. We're we're good. Darn. It, it's, Poor it's, thing. It's, it's that thing that all of us that we our eyes get really big, like, whoa and and yet we're gonna we're gonna work through it but there's so many people I, I see people do this time and time again even my own dad and stepmom they were flipping for a little while and they were like putting like high-end stuff in seventy thousand dollar <laughs> houses and i was like no, no 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 and i can be honest with you and tell you what to do and not do
1: it yeah so on top of all of the remodeling that you do with mm-hmm. these bargain mansions um Do you run another company as well?
2: I do. My business is called Growing Days because my last name is Day. I love it. I have four little people that I am growing. Uh So my (laughs) growing days and my growing business Uh and all of the things that are growing. Mm -hmm. So we do interior design for clients as well. So we have all of the, the inspiration that you can see of the work we've already done on our website. And then you can select which ones did you like, and then we come out and help you figure out exactly what you need.
1: That's awesome, and and you do this for just anybody that calls you.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> we have a qualifying well, system, sure. yes. But yes, we work with anybody that calls. We've got um, a filtering system to make sure it's a good fit for right. us as well as them. And it, you know, if you like what we're doing on Bargain Mansions, you're gonna like what we do for you too.
1: That's cool, Alex.
0: Th- you're not getting past the filter. That's what I. Oh, think.
1: probably. Not. <laughs>
2: no. I'm
0: I'm out.
1: I'm out. <laughs>
2: no, we love working with clients. You know, it's always fun to take somebody else's home and turn it you know, turn a house into sure. a home yeah. with someone in mind. Because keep in mind when I'm doing these houses for bargain mansions, I don't know who's gonna move in. Right. right. I don't know who I'm designing for. I'm just designing for me. Right. And what I think this house feels like. But I try to keep it fresh and each house be so different from the last. And so when there's a client involved, you have a whole other perspective of who you're designing for and how you make this house fit their lifestyle and who they are. Right. And sure. so you get to be a little bit more creative in in each area. Sometimes it's better to have the client give you their, their d- direction and then mm-hmm. you get – a whole different take on your design elements, but sometimes it's really fun to just do what I want to. For yep. so growing
1: days, do you still specialize mostly on uh, older homes or historical We do everything, everything. Okay. absolutely okay.
2: everything. We do anything from new construction to old stuff. Awesome, yeah. She's but replacing those plastic
0: door frames. Yes, yes,
2: <laughs> we don't like if, if that is a qualifying factor, absolutely. <laughs> if if you're you want putting plastic, that in, we're out. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned earlier, you have the, the big Rubbermaid tubs full of all of this source images, but then you also mentioned Pinterest as well. Mm-hmm. We've become a very social media oh. heavy world. And I, yes. I still actually have my tubs of things, but then I've got Pinterest boards filled of everything. How is social media changing how you're doing things?
2: It, it is everything. You mm-hmm. know, when I did My House in '08, we didn't have Pinterest, we didn't mm-hmm. have Instagram, and I wasn't on Facebook. Right. and And Facebook wasn't inspiration either, right? So I did everything for magazines. I remember going up to the bookstore and buying literally every month. I'd be like, I'll take every one of these magazines. I'll take all Mm -hmm. of the books. And I had stacks and stacks of books. And I pulled those pages out every time and just had piles. And I still use those same pictures Uh because I'm still inspired by a lot of those things. But... Now, I go to Instagram, and I have a filtering system that my in, my interns can help me with. Oh, And so I keep everything in folders on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we, we save, 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 and then every two weeks, they print off all of my inspiration and throw it into my Tupperware box so that I can pull through those. Because I still like the handheld yes. feeling, and sure. I like it up mm-hmm. on the board instead of like pulling up an image on the screen. Right. So when we're really designing, I need it printed off. But yeah. Instagram yeah. is where it's at. We're growing days on yeah. Instagram.
0: When you, and you mentioned your son and the image being taller than you on Instagram. Yes.
2: <laughs> how do you personally use Instagram
0: to talk about your houses and everything you're doing and the design company and all of that stuff?
2: You know, we use it a lot for just how do we fit into this whole process. So yeah. you see the beautiful houses, but you also get to see my life and what that looks like. Because it is a very busy life. Right. Yeah. We do a weekend wrap up on Sunday nights. So last night I'm like, wow, look how many things we did this weekend. It's actually really fun for me because I can see, oh my gosh, we went to the drive-in, we went to the pool, we went to the lake, we went to the pond, we, you know, like yeah. farmer's market, we did all these things. And I'm like, wow, no wonder I'm tired on Monday. Right. Right?
0: But, <laughs> but by the time you get there, you've forgotten all of the things, at least for me, my memory's slipping. And it's like, I get the end of the week and I'm like, why am I so tired? But then when I can reflect back on all the things that I did, I actually listened to a motivational speaker. Um, she's actually in the Missouri area right now. She moves around the country. Her name's Pamela Krim, and And she almost lost her life about 10 years ago, um, a very scary health scare. And she decided on the the day that she was okay that she was going to take at least one photo every single day for the rest of her life. And she usually posts it on Insta and she usually posts it on Facebook. But even I've gotten attached to like the what's Pam's photo for today. And then mm. to be able to look back on your life and see the way that things changed every day. And that's essentially what you're doing with your family and with the Instas. It's not just the business. It's not just the family. It's our life because it is all one big thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You know,
2: and, and we use it a lot for business, but we use it a lot for family as well because it is holistic. It's the whole picture. It's not just... Yeah. I'm not just designing. I do a lot sure. of other you stuff. You have a family. I you have, have a life, family. right? Yes. And the purpose of one. business is to fund the perfect life. That's right. Exactly. And so it
0: all goes together. It feeds together. That's a great way to say that. Yeah. It, that's that's my driving factor. That's what I do every day is it's, I'm going to go do this so I can have that perfect life. Yes. That everybody's perfect life looks a little bit different. So true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I was really, really excited because I remember one day my husband's like, you've got to watch the show. This was about like a year or so ago. And I was like, I watched it. and i'm like oh my god i know those parts of kansas city and i just love her personality and so Aww. then we got the email we're really really excited so just thank you so much for agreeing to come in and speak with us today and absolutely alex
2: anything else you need to throw in here
1: i don't think so tamra we can follow you uh, on please. growing days and on instagram on
2: instagram pinterest and facebook all okay. of them we can awesome. stalk i heard what i heard
0: is we can stalk her on facebook
2: thank you, so much. Thank you. Thank you. you.